With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing. So we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Forest playing Stoke at the City Ground brings back memories of one of the most dramatic and memorable nights in Forest's recent history, even if it was for all the wrong reasons. This time around, the stakes weren't quite so high, but it was still an important point that Forest secured. The 1-1 draw securing championship safety and ensuring that the Reds will now be looking to build for next season rather than looking over their shoulders in the last couple of games. Stoke went ahead in the first half through Rabi Matondo as he poked the ball home from Josh Tymon's cross. Might have been one there that the Forest defence could have dealt with a bit better, even though it was a good ball. A frustrating goal to concede, considering that Forest had had more of the possession and looked a bit more in control of the game at that point. Particularly as well, not long before that, Lewis Graben cleaned through one-on-one with the keeper, albeit from an angle, but he skewed his shot wide with his left foot and that was another big chance missed and kind of summed up his season and Forest season in many ways with that miss. Graben though did come back and score the equaliser five minutes into the second half after Stoke failed to deal with Anthony Knockout's cross. The ball dropped him in the box and he did what he did best, putting the ball away and, and securing a 1-1 draw for Forrest. And even though Forrest, I would say, had the better of possession and the better of the chances on the day, they didn't really look like going on and winning the game, even though I think it was there for them to go on and, and take all three points. We're joined by Ben Rowley from Stoke City podcast, The YYY Files. Thanks for joining us, Ben. The game was an even contest. 
I think Forrest just edged it in terms of chances created overall. But what was your reading of the match from the Stoke City perspective? Yeah, I'd say that Stoke were better in the first half and Forrest were better in the second. And that's really been the story of Stoke's season, to be honest. it's uh, We seem to be making a better fist of it in first halves of games. Um, maybe dominating the ball a little bit more, uh, making better chances. And then for whatever reason, whether it's just tiredness, whether it's lack of experience in some areas, we're, not, we're unable to follow that momentum through to the second half of games. And that's where it costs us. We've lost, I think, over 20 points from winning positions this season. And if we're looking to be somewhere around the playoffs, that's simply not good enough. We've got to find a way next season to be able to follow our momentum from the first half and put that into the second. I thought Stoke put in plenty of efforts, even if it wasn't reflected in the number of attacking chances that they carved out. Has that been a feature of the team this season and was it a typical performance that we saw from you on Saturday? Yeah, I think, again, that's fair. We seem to put in a lot of effort. I wouldn't ever put Stoke down to a lack of effort this season, but you're right, we've just not been making enough chances as a reward for that effort. And I think that's due to not having enough players in our prime in the squad. I mean, we missed Nick Powell yesterday. He's one of the few who fit that description. We've got people like Josh Tymon, uh, Robin Matondo, Norrington Davis, Harry Suter, who are all in their very early 20s. And then you've got people like Danny Bart and Stephen Fletcher, John McCall, Sam Klukas are all in their 30s. So we've got nobody in that late 20s stage who's able to have that blend of enough experience to be able to create chances and see a game out, but have that athleticism too. And I think that's something we need to look for next season. Yeah, I see quite a few parallels actually between Stoke and Forest there. When you're talking about having attacking players who are perhaps past their prime, when when I look at the Forest attacking lineup, players like Graben, who's 33 now, and players like Knockart approaching his 30s, Lyle Taylor, Glenn Murray in their 30s as well. You've obviously got all very good players at their best, but perhaps slightly over the hill if you if you like in terms of what they have to offer so it'll be interesting to see if Forrest try and uh, try and bring in some fresh faces in those areas during the summer Michael O'Neill seemed to rejuvenate Stoke after taking charge last season you're on course to finish mid-table this time around as supporters is that something that you're happy with or were you expecting more he absolutely did rejuvenate us. You know, we were a club destined for League One when Nathan Jones in charge. We'd won two games in sixteen, I think, by the time Michael O'Neill took over, and we finished that season last season higher than the previous season when we were near the playoffs in that first season in the Championship. Um, this season, though, I I think we've made progress more in terms of stability and off the pitch improvements. Certainly. In terms of the season, we're not going to improve very much on that mid-table finish that we got last season. We might finish in the top half, which would be nice. Positive goal difference perhaps would be nice too. But these are all meaningless, really. We need to go into looking into improving next season. I don't think next season will be a season to go up. But I think next season, again, will be building for the future, whatever that future is. 
Yeah, and I think that stability will stand you in good stead given the the upheaval you've had over the last couple of seasons after dropping out of the Premier League. What are your hopes on the whole for next season? I think my hopes on the whole are the same as 18 other clubs in the Championship, and that is to get promoted to the Premier League, undoubtedly. The trouble is, I don't think we're quite set for that. We look to have been at the start of the season when players like Tyrese Campbell were having a right purple patch and looked to be firing us to the Premier League, but then he got injured and it just showed the flaws that we've got in the squad in terms of not making chances. We certainly need to sign some players in their prime. That's the first thing we need to do. We need to be able to see out games better. That's the second thing we need to do. And just be a bit more consistent from game to game as well. There's some games where I think, oh, we could beat anybody here. We beat some really good teams this season. Um, But then we can really look so drab and dull against teams right down the bottom. We've lost to a lot of teams in the relegation zone this season. And that's not the making of a team that's going to make the Premier League. So they're the three things I'm certainly looking for next season. And from what you've seen of Forest, how do you think that we'll get on next season now that we've secured championship survival? To be honest, I think Stoke and Forest are really comparable. You know, um, I think the season you've had this season is comparable to one that we had last season. Albeit you changed your manager slightly earlier. Uh, I I can see yourselves next season having a season of relative stability such as we've had this season. Um, it'll be interesting as well because we're both teams who have some players who are signed for decent money being released. Um, and that should free up hopefully some more financial freedom for us in the transfer market. Oh, maybe not this season, but the season after, after all the COVID restrictions have been lifted. Um, I can't see you being in relegation danger the next season, but then I didn't see that this season either. So you never know what happens in a championship. I think it'll be a strong championship next year, though. And I think it's going to take a hell of an effort from either one of us to break into that top six or even the top two. Thanks for joining us, Ben. You can find Ben and the YYY Files on Twitter. Just look for at the YYY Files. Next up for Forest, it's Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough next Saturday. And this one could be a big game down the bottom, considering that Wednesday are fighting to avoid relegation to League One. And also the fact that our neighbours down the A52 are in the exact same position. And it could be that a win for Wednesday drags them further into trouble. Could be an interesting one. And I'll be intrigued to see how Chris Hewton approaches this, whether he gives the likes of Alex Mighton and Loic Embe so more of a run out or if some of the other younger players in the squad are given a chance to impress thanks for listening and we'll be back with the match report from Hillsborough next weekend Sports Social Podcast Network it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.